Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Perinatal Space podcast. Before I jump into introducing you to tonight's guest, I wanted to share with you some wonderful news about Chantelle, the mum who featured in my first ever podcast. With Chantelle's blessing, I'm happy to share that she and her partner Tristan welcomed their beautiful little girl Olivia into the world recently, and that she did in fact arrive before her guest date of April Fool's Day. Chantelle says that she had a really positive birth experience after a 12-hour medication-free labour and that Olivia is a happy little baby who's settling in well to family life at home. I'm personally really looking forward to meeting with this beautiful family a little later in the week to continue supporting mum and dad throughout their parenting journey. But before that, I'm also really looking forward to sharing my next guest with you. Tonight I chat with Greta from Massage for Women Darwin. Greta's service is based in Moyle and once you step inside her door you can't help but feel transported to a tranquil and calm place. Her consulting space is so beautiful. Greta brings her passion and experience in women's health, education and health promotion and massage to provide an opportunity for women to let go of the reins and receive a holistic massage or healing consultation and she specialises in pre- and postnatal treatments. Greta and I share a real passion for empowering empowering women during this period, with our complementary services nurturing both mind and body. And like me, she's a real stickler for having a firm evidence base to inform her practice. She's even provided a research paper about the benefits of perinatal massage that you can access in the episode information section of the podcast. After much procrastination and managing busy schedules, I'm really glad we finally got the chance to sit down and continue a conversation we started a few weeks ago over lunch. I'd like to say it was a relaxing long lunch, but we had our toddlers in tow. We were talking about the different mindsets women have around investing time, money or both into self-care, the barriers women face, but also supportive factors that impact on this investment. I wanted to share Greta's wisdom with listeners because I think that hearing her speak about her passion is really informative and will result in women just like you feeling inspired and confident to invest in your own self-care. Hi Greta, how are you going? Hey Amanda, yeah really good, thanks. That's good, thank you so much for um, being a guest on the second podcast for the Perinatal Space after bedtime for all of our children so hopefully for our listeners um, there are no interruptions but it's a really um, I really appreciate you um, taking this very important time which we often use for self-care and um, something we're talking about today but we're actually using it to hopefully impart some knowledge to to the people that are listening so thank you. Yeah you're welcome thanks for having me. Yeah no problem so Greta, we, we met, um, had a bit of a catch-up a few weeks ago and we were actually found ourselves talking about a topic around what it, what is it that makes some women more likely to invest around self-care and others perhaps less so. And I guess we kind of left our conversation without, without any real answers, more, more questions than answers really, but um, nonetheless, I thought it was a really interesting thing um, to talk about. And in particular, 
with have a bit of a focus around massage and in particular my focus is is in perinatal massage so massage that you can receive during pregnancy perhaps even preparation for labor and also what I'm really keen to talk about because I think that it's an area where a lot of women um, probably don't 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 do as much as they might do in pregnancy but in postpartum massage as well so um yeah what what were some of the interesting things that you kind of thought about from our conversation about yeah why is investing in self-care a priority for some and not for others yeah I think um probably the large majority of women that I see who really delving into the self-care and sort of utilising massage and a range of different services to bolster their self-care in pregnancy, postnatally, um, often comes about through experiencing adversity. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women, you know, they might have, you know, a whole myriad of different situations where they go, wow, I really do not want to go back there again. I'm, I'm going to look after myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I find that's probably the majority of women who really delve into the self-care and really take, really sort of step up. Um, yeah, they just okay. don't want to go there again. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's a pretty, pretty sad answer, though, isn't it, that, you know, people are um, realising the importance of this after the fact um, and retrospectively because perhaps it's something that they – they they didn't get the care that they um that they deserved in in a, in another time so yeah yeah i agree and i think um yeah it is a shame but i think a lot of us most of us really learn probably most of your lessons through hardship don't you mm. <laughs> um yeah. and go oh wow i yeah i want to do things differently and and actually a lot of women feel very you know on a positive note feel really empowered to you know, to really look after themselves and yeah. be persistent um, about finding what it is that will support them through that process. Yeah. Yeah. And the other positive thing probably is that they're, they're, a lot of them are perhaps very happy to share their experiences and, and try to encourage others to, you know, learn from, from their experiences and to, to invest in these kinds of things nice and early. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Um. I guess one of the things that I, not, not long after, in fact, I think it might have been that very day that we chatted, I was listening to another podcast and um, a really interesting kind of example came up around um, spending money and, and it was actually talking about, it was all based on food um, and nutrition and, and a podcast around, you know, improving that area. But one of the things that, I can't remember who it was, but the person um, was talking about grocery shopping and how when we do grocery shopping, um, the way that we, the way that our mindset is around that, if it's kind of, it's really can be a deficit that, oh, here we go, we're spending copious amounts of money on the groceries and I, and I hate going and it's such a hassle and nothing's ever fresh and I don't know what to cook and it can be a really kind of negative thing overall but she was talking about um, in particular with groceries if, if we change our mindset to rather than a spending but actually look at it in terms of investing so she was talking about you know um, investing in good quality food that you could look forward to that you would enjoy cooking 
and you know even perhaps changing your mindset around where you go to get that food so she was sort of saying that if you attend um you know local markets and things you're often you know it's a very happy environment you know you're outdoors you're engaging with people you're not walking up and down aisles so I kind of thought that that was a really good analogy to apply to a lot of things and just in terms of looking at self-care I suppose and the, the variety of things that you can do around that but if you actually look at it from a from a point of view of I'm actually investing not only in myself but in other people around me are also going to reap the benefits of this that it can completely change your mindset um, around how you're viewing it. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, um, especially when you're into motherhood as well, you know, that analogy of, you know, full cup, overflowing cup, then, mm. you know, that spills out to your family and all those people around you or, you know, the mothership's got to be travelling well for everyone else to be doing well. Um, yeah, totally yeah. agree with that. But I think it's easy to forget. I think women, you know, it's very hard to put ourselves first when there's so many yeah. things around us, you know, that mental load, Um you know, I was talking to a client the other day how she's trying to do yoga for self-care but, you know, she'd, she'd step in her house when her child was asleep and look all around her and go, how can I do yoga when the mm. house is the way it is? Um, so I think it's really hard for, yeah, people to be accountable mm. and, you know, it's not always it can feel boring to do all those self-care things sometimes too, you know, go to bed early, yoga, massage yeah. or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, it's so important, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I suppose when when you look at it specifically to, I guess, to that perinatal period and I suppose specifically more for pregnancy, I remember you mentioning something over lunch about, um, you know, likening it to a bit like a marathon. Can, can you remember that? Do you want to yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I sort of think, you know, you might have, someone might have a goal for running a marathon um, and if you had that goal and you really wanted to achieve it, then you would obviously put a lot of energy into training, good food and recovery and massage and all those sorts of things mm. to do it well and not to feel, you know, the week after so you could actually be able to walk and all those sorts of things afterwards. You, you could yep. recover well as well. Um, and I often sort of think about that, that a lot, most of us don't think about pregnancy in that way we I think maybe a lot of us look around and say you know women are pregnant all the time mm. the body's meant to do it but the body's going through an enormous amount of changes throughout those you know three semester uh, trimesters um, yeah. and yeah I think just supporting the body and supporting the whole person is hugely beneficial and there's been some really great research actually uh, by field which we can insert below this if people are interested yeah. but um just to highlight that it is actually a real investment, um, you know, receiving regular massage and, and other things, of course, mm. but the research was in um, massage, um, has real investment for labour and birth uh, for the mum and baby and then also postnatally for the for mother and baby, the outcomes are improved as well. So yeah. it is actually a real investment and I think probably most people know that and understand it, but yeah. to really absorb it and go, yes, I'm, I will invest in that um, is not always done. Yeah. Mm. And again, I, I guess that the benefits there are, are not just for, for yourself um, and it's not a self-indulgent thing. It's actually, you know, has, has benefits for your baby as well, you know, so that's um, another good way to look at it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the people around you have an impact as well. Like mm. some women talk about, you know, the reactions they get from a partner or friend or family member, you know, oh, you're going for a massage again mm. or they don't actually, yeah, if they don't have that support around them unless they're really, you know, very determined about the benefits and, and seeking yeah. that support, yeah, it can be tricky. Yeah. I guess um, thinking about, you know, the other thing too, I suppose, specifically when you're pregnant and planning for the time that you're going to welcome your baby, that there's a lot of different um, spending involved and lots of, you know, different thinking around um, things to buy. You know, people are, people can shop around for, for ages on around prams and often you hear stories about people, you know, buying two, three or four prams before they're really sort of happy, which <laughs> makes me kind of think that, um, and rightly so, that it, it the value in something um understanding the value and feeling confident in what it is that you're either purchasing or a service that you're accessing is really important. And I think that that's um, one of the reasons why I was really keen to have you on the podcast tonight is to talk about the benefits um, of perinatal massage, because from my um, from my research and a lot of the study that I've been doing around, particularly postpartum, but I guess you can probably speak a lot to, to pregnancy as well, is that there is a lot of research to show the benefits of um, massage, or even just the, the the sort of loving, caring touch in promoting the release of oxytocin, which is really, really important for bonding with our baby, for our mental health in the postpartum period, and even things like um, milk production, because oxytocin is required for the for the letdown of um, reflex for for breastfeeding. So. What I sort of thought would be really good um, to get you to talk about is, you know, how how your service um, supports the women around Darwin in that perinatal period, so, so that people can actually understand what you know the way in which you work and the way in which um, massage has benefits. Because I think that yes, yeah, it's, it's quite daunting, um, and I think that's the thing about prams, right? You don't know something until you kind of get to experience it. You might go, oh, I think this is going to be really awesome, and it turns out that it's not right for you. So, um, yeah, maybe if we launch into talking about, um, preg- you know, if we start with pregnancy, start at the start, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, have a, have a bit of a chat about pregnancy massage. Yeah, and I was just thinking before I delve into that, you're sort of talking about, um, you know, value and, and mm. how you how do you know if you want to actually spend that money? Um and I think, you know, Facebook and then the small community of Darwin, I think it's really great that women and I see on Facebook and hear from women coming in um, to ask other people who they've had a massage from or who yeah. they've been to the naturopath for or whoever the service is and ask, you know, what that person was like and what sort of um, service they offer and how much it is, all those sorts of mm. questions which can, you know, do a bit of groundwork before you actually step into the place to know to get it, you know, feel if that's what you're after as well. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, being assertive is really important and communicating. Um, mm-hmm. And I talk, you know, in pregnancy, postnatal, whatever the treatment is. Um, hello? Oh, hi, Greta. I'm so <laughs> sorry. So for our listeners, I just um, 
I hung up on Greta because I was plugging my phone in and it was saying things like, do you trust this computer? And uh, yeah, hit a few <laughs> buttons. So sorry. We That's all right. I was just talking the... to myself for a while. I don't know how for long, how long I was. Well, we were talking about the value um, and how you were saying it's really good that, especially around Darwin, and I really agree that people can um, – you know, chat to each other around how they've found services and get a good, get a good feel for something before they um, actually rock up for an appointment. Absolutely, yeah. And I was just talking about, you know, being assertive. Um, I don't know if we mm. got to that point. Yeah, just yes. about what you want with the, the therapist. Um, and if it doesn't work for you, then, you know, don't keep going back, going but try yes. somebody else or speak to another friend and say, oh, who else do you recommend? Because um, yeah. I was just saying, yeah, one client recently said that she had a um, pregnancy massage and it was very, really, really terrible for her. Mm. Um, and she, so she gave up. She was like, and so, you know, she came to see me and is physically struggling every day mm. um, because she hasn't sort of been able to find that person. So I think, you know, not one therapist is for everybody, obviously, but just find the right one for you and just keep going until you find the service that you need. Definitely. Um, I, I, I second everything that you say there. And it's often um, in, in counselling, it's often one of the things that I discuss with people when, when I first meet them, um, whether it's me or somebody else that they um, might access in the future. I, I liken it a little bit to, to hairdressing. So, you know, you might find that, um, you know, one one bad experience you, you might you know go back and give it another go but if that's you know if you're not feeling it it's not it's not doing it for you then um it's really difficult I guess massage is a little bit the same too but I I think being assertive like you said is really important it's okay and and therapists whether it's massage therapists or you know um social workers people like myself are really understanding that um and would prefer for you to kind of say well actually you know this is not working this is what I'd like this is what I came for and and then you can work with that um because yeah you you don't want to um have people have negative experiences and then just give up trying again in the future or persevere with something negative I think which is in counseling unfortunately that's something that I find um a lot of people come with stories of saying you know I persevered I persevered with this person and I'd actually you know um didn't do me any good it was probably more harmful than anything so and it can really you know make people um apprehensive about doing stuff like that in the future yeah and apprehensive about engaging in self-care that would be really beneficial and yeah you might just need to try somebody else yeah that's That's right right. yeah cool yeah all right so um pregnancy um we had a bit of a chat um on the phone early in the week i know you've got a lot of um awesome information about pregnancy massage um is there a particular point that you want to start with or um i guess to maybe frame it with you know all sort of treatments are um you know when someone comes in i like to you know depending on how much they're interested in sharing Um, get a bit of a whole picture of that person so Mm. you know obviously physically you know how are they traveling what's areas areas of tension or immobility or um, those sorts of things Um, but also mentally and emotionally how they're traveling as well because that actually really um, 
changes the way I will do things. If someone's, you know, really highly stressed, having mm-hmm. a really stressful situation, as opposed to someone who's feeling really relaxed but just has a huge amount of muscle tension, yeah. obviously I'll go about that um, really differently. Um, so that's really valuable information. Mm. Um, and then also with all of the treatments, depending on how they're feeling, um, talk to them about um, what I call the sweet spot. So basically mm. trying to get right um, on cue of where what they need that day. So in terms of the type of pressure and the type of massage um, and obviously getting that initial picture, I sort of frame how I think the treatment would be best approached. But um, obviously it doesn't, we don't want it to be too light so they feel like they're not really getting much yeah. from it. But we don't want it too firm so that they're so sore the next day but they didn't speak up or anything like that. So trying to get that sweet spot in What's the middle that? where they're totally relaxed but getting <laughs> great benefits. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah for pregnant. Yeah. Because I think um, in, in massages that I've had, had previously, you know, there hasn't been that discussion. Um, there might have been, oh, is this, is this too firm? Is this too light? Um, that's probably the extent um, that, it, that it goes to. And interestingly, a lot of people that I've talked to, particularly around pregnancy massage, the feedback um, tends to go that it, it was way too gentle and they didn't get anything out of it. So um, is that something that, that you hear women um, talk to you about too? It is. And it's interesting, actually, the training I did with um, Pregnancy Massage Australia, there was a lot of uh, remedial therapists there who were very surprised because the techniques that they teach in the training is a lot about uh, relaxing and releasing and stretching out the muscle rather than direct deep pressure where it's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some really, really great techniques that aren't actually painful but are really effective. Mm. And so a lot of those therapists were used to doing really deep tissue work, were amazed at how effective it is um, without that pressure and the, you know, the DOMS, the, the painful uh, yeah. muscles the next day or two um and i think i always sort of talk about that in the initial consult as well um because sometimes women who really love the deep tissue um you know and some i might refer yeah. on and say look if you want that really deep tissue work you know obviously we still do some deep work but yeah um you know there's a great therapist here you could go and see but um it is yeah it's a very different approach and it's also um encouraging uh, whole body as well in terms mm-hmm. of including arms and legs and if women like their belly. Yes. Um, there's, you know, great benefits of doing that. And you can imagine in pregnancy there's a huge amount of change in the body throughout the pregnancy. So including the whole body, it means that yeah, you go away feeling a lot more balanced um, as well, which is really important and it reduces stress, you know, the long limbs and the types of techniques that we use as well. Yeah, great. I, th- I think that's important, you know, it's that, that added element of understanding around what it is that you're doing could be really helpful for you know actually understanding what's the benefits for your body and and how you're applying the pressure and what it's going to do so that's really good yeah and the other thing actually just you know talking about sort of that holistic approach that you know encouraging women you know when there is a a high area of tension and we're working that a bit more deeply to bring Mm -hmm. the breath to that area so they're actually releasing it physically but also mentally and emotionally as well and so they're not going on that negative mental path of going oh god this is so painful but it's supposed to be good for me yeah actually working with that person layer by layer to release it so it holds you know more long term Mm -hmm. um and they've actually you know they've consented as well they're not being pushed beyond 
mm. their boundary. They feel safe and they feel part of the process. Yeah, I can sort of picture it being um, I find I'm often referring people to um, progressive muscle relaxation meditations to do for that sort of have that benefit of incorporating the breath into, you know, progressively tensing and releasing tension throughout the body. And I can picture as you're talking um, through there, working with working with a client that that's actually like and at you know that's exactly what you're doing but in a much more holistic kind of um really therapeutic way yeah yeah no it is that's great cool um so what about um we've spoken a little bit about the benefits um just sort of at the beginning around pregnancy massage um what are there any any particular benefits that, that you'd like to touch on a bit more? I'm going to any more detail. Yeah, so I guess um, a lot of women in pregnancy massage I see, you know, around their third trimester, mm-hmm. um, and you know they, they're getting to that point. Maybe they haven't had a massage the whole pregnancy, or not many, um, and they've got a high degree of muscle tension or immobility, mm. and um, you know, pelvic girdle pain and different things. Sometimes sciatica as well, um, and yeah, I guess just the benefits of coming in earlier and I see a lot of women um, who go, oh, I just wish I had have come in earlier or my friend did and, you know. Um, yep. So, but, yeah, just for anxiety, it can ha- really help with sleep, mm. um, reducing swelling, uh, muscle pain, um, connection with mother and baby um, yeah. and really just getting you in prime condition um, so that you can recover really well postnatally as well. Um, and that your body can adapt, you know, at each change and each stage that it goes through more effectively. Um, and also, you, you know, I've talked to a lot of women about, you know, you imagine your resilience and we've all experienced this, I'm sure, that it, your resilience is impaired if you're physically not doing very well. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, you know, that sort of negative ripple effect, I guess, that, you know, if you're, if you're struggling each day physically or emotionally or whatever, mm. you, you, your, your body's impacting how you're feeling each day, then that, you know, that can sort of wear you down as well. So yeah. I guess that's, you know, a really huge benefit of pregnancy massage and just taking a, a lot of it can be mindfulness as well, just taking that time out for yourself mm-hmm. to focus on yourself rather than the busyness of all those things around you all the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so one thing that you touched on, which I found really interesting, and I'm not sure if I've heard this anecdotally and it's incorrect or, or, or whatever, but um, pregnancy during first trimester um, is something that you are able to offer for, for the mums of Darwin. Um, and just hearing what you had to say then, I, I think thinking about, you know, stress and anxiety and, and we know that the first trimester in particular can be um, an anxious time for, for parents but for mums especially, um, you know, while in those very early formation um, stages of, of the baby developing and things. So um, is do some, do some services um, not offer pregnancy massage in the first trimester or...? Yeah, I think um, I haven't looked into it uh, throughout Darwin, but I think a lot of, yeah, massage uh, therapists don't offer it in the first trimester. Mm-hmm. Um, with the training I did with Pregnancy Massage Australia, obviously they go into a lot of detail on, you know, each trimester and uh, the different, you know, contraindications, the areas that you wouldn't be massaging. Yeah. 
um, through each trimester, but specifically looking at the first trimester and looking for signs, um, you know, and different things that you should be avoiding um, and being sensitive and also changing the techniques that you're using. If someone's feeling, you know, suffering from a lot of nausea, then you're not doing a lot of rocking Mm -hmm. or, you know, the technique has changed as well to adapt to see how the woman's um, feeling. And there's even, you know, little acupressure points, um, you know, that can be suggested for nausea and those sorts of things. Um, But, yeah, it can be really, really beneficial in the early stages. And as you say, the sort of, you know, the upheaval of the different hormones can be really great to balance those and stress and anxiety. Um, Yeah. But as you say, a lot of lot of women sort of tend not to get a treatment during that first trimester. Yeah. Um, okay. So what else about, I'm just thinking, um, is there anything else in regards to pregnancy that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, I guess I was just thinking that, um, you know, there's a lot of signs and um, I sort of look for areas of um, – signs that, you know, there might be imbalance and those sorts of things. So, you know, a woman might have restless legs on the table or and they might not have known that in their sleep or whatever. And, you know, that might, that's often a sign of low iron. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I'm not there to diagnose those sorts of things, so I encourage them to see their GP or um, a naturopath or whatever. Um, and leg cramps can often be a sign of low magnesium. Um, and, you know, swelling, so we can talk about what their day-to-day sort of habits are and how they might manage their swelling better. Um, and even how they lay on the massage table um, can give me information. You know, they may have uh-huh. a sore neck. When they wake up in the morning, I'll say, well, okay, look how, your neck, how you're laying yeah. down and how your pillow system, how you're sleeping with the pillows at home. So all those little um, take-home sort of tips and suggestions and little prompts um, can be really, yeah, I find women find that they're really helpful as well and they can help sort of beyond the massage and give them skills um, awesome. and things to look into, yeah, that can really benefit them as well. Yeah, cool. Hello. Okay, hello. We're back. Yes, we are back. I'm sorry. I keep pushing buttons and um, doing awful things to Greta and, um, yeah, cutting her off. So we are moving now into talking about labour preparation massage. Um, And I really liked in in our discussions in in talking about um, doing this podcast together, you steered away from calling it um, induction massage, which is something that I've heard um, it referred to, you know, in a few lots of different channels but it makes a lot of sense right that it's it's um there I think the way you described it is that there are a number of different factors that um and need need to be brought about for to to induce labor um and whilst um I guess we'll we'll hear about perhaps the benefits that, that massage can have with that um I guess is it pretty safe to say that simply just by having a massage isn't going to induce labor no exactly and that's you know and I guess that's the fear of some women as well that you know you might go and get a massage and um you know that will bring about labor and of Mm. course you know you need to make sure the therapist is trained because there are points on the body that if you're massaging um can stimulate uh the uterus and labor um Mm -hmm. so they're obviously areas that we avoid but um yeah, the training with Pregnancy Massage Australia, they always encourage not to use that terminology of mm. um, induction massage because I guess for starters it, it, you know, it conjures up expectations as well. 
Yeah. Which yeah. sort of goes against what you're trying to do and that can bring anxiety and stress in itself that you've come for this induction massage and then will it work and all those sorts yeah. of thought processes. Um, but rather than think, yeah, thinking that massage um, may support the commencement of labour. So, you know, yeah. you imagine that, yeah, all the, um, the great endorphins and the hormones that are brought about through relaxation um, and, you know, reducing stress and anxiety, which can slow down or even prevent the onset of labour as well. So yeah. basically, yeah. Um, and the other great thing that um, I use from 39 weeks is a, a labour blend oil, which has clary sage and a range mm-hmm. of different other oils from Pregnancy Massage Australia. So that's we can use that from 39 weeks in the massage which is really great um some women take it home to use as well in labor and um you know before labor um but we're also it's also about really focused work through uh the glutes and through the hip and through all those joints that really want to be mobile and open up for for labor and birth as well a bit like you were saying earlier this is the this is the you know if we were talking about that the marathon this is just you know when the athlete is kind of doing their, their their stretches on the on the on the starting starting line really isn't it yeah absolutely yeah just the last priming of the body getting ready yeah yep so it's yep. in great condition yeah exactly awesome. which probably really you know the, the 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 term that um pregnancy australia and and you know that you use is is that labor preparation um it's really important because we know that um, well from from the research that has been able to be done around around pregnancy and, and labor um, it's really about that you know when the body and the mind are kind of you know feeling feeling prepared and, and feeling like they've come together um, as one that that's when you know things do start to happen you do start to um, experience movement so it's about I guess preparing giving yourself the best um, possible preparation for what for what's to come yeah absolutely and yeah of course great physically but also just allowing the mind to release Mm. you know and let go a little bit which can often happen in in massage as well which is great and reduce that fatigue you know yeah definitely so that you know the muscles and the and the person's not actually fatigued before they go into labor and birth yeah 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 good for that for that marathon sort of part yeah of it. <laughs> um, absolutely and one thing which i'm really um excited to to hear you talk about because it's something that was completely foreign to me um is this idea around um a preparation massage so so the same the same idea but around um, a schedule, having a scheduled C-section. Tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, so it's yeah something that um, I've always been sort of prompt and encourage women to do if they're interested. Um, and obviously if it's scheduled, then they can schedule their massage the day before. But, mm. yeah, a massage the day before their scheduled C-section has just huge benefits. So you can imagine, again, you know, there's it's a marathon of sorts and there's a huge recovery process mm-hmm. afterwards as well. Um, so yeah, just to really prepare the body and release tension and, you know, gain that really deep relaxation, um, and fill up the sleep bank a little bit before, you know, they meet their new baby. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's great. And a, a lot of women, um, do take it up, which is really good when they, you know, they know the date and those sorts of things. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah very good. And I guess it's, a, it's a little bit of, um, you know, a, as you said, but all, 
births are you know pretty pretty mammoth no, no matter how it is that they're you know they're they're going so just that self-preparation and really honoring the time and what you're about to go through um and hopefully you know with support of others around you too like you said can have a big um big effect but if if everybody's kind of supporting supporting mum in that that's really great yeah definitely cool was there anything um I'm kind of really keen to it's all great talking to you about all perinatal forms of massage but um I guess from the you know it sounds like we're both very much um in our backgrounds in the way that we practice evidence 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 and um I've come across a lot of evidence to show the benefits of postpartum massage um, after baby is born Um, and I guess it's something that I'm really passionate in talking to you about because I certainly feel and I'm not sure um, I think in our conversations it's it's something that you've experienced too that um, people are probably more likely to receive massage during pregnancy than they are um, postnatally so um before we launch into postpartum, is there anything that you'd like to talk about for pregnancy or preparation for labour that we've? Actually, yeah, there was one thing I was just thinking that, you know, often, um, you know, there's this prime window of opportunity uh, that I often see with women. You know, they, they might be on maternity leave, they've just finished their job and their job might be really desk-based or physical um, but most of us have some sort of, you know, repetitive work that fatigues yeah. muscle groups. Um, and so that window between, you know, finishing work and meeting your baby is such a prime time for mm. releasing that muscle tension and because you're not actually doing what you normally do to contribute to that muscle tension. Yeah, the repetitiveness is ceasing hopefully, yeah. Yeah, and I see a lot of women pregnancy, um, you know, with sort of upper thoracic, so, up, you know, neck and shoulders, high levels of tension, yeah. some of them really chronic tension, that if that's sort of not released before that postnatal yeah. stage, some women I see are, you know, are in such, uh, you know, high, high tension through that area, you know, headaches and really struggling physically and that rolls on emotionally, of course. Yeah. Um, that releasing that before and actually, you know, giving that the time to release before meeting your baby is hugely beneficial because you're not putting tension on top of chronic tension that's already there. Yeah. Um, and simple things like uh, some women that I see who are doing really well in the upper body and, you know, not at a high degree of tension are using, you know, simple things of getting a really good quality breastfeeding pillow and using it religiously every breath, you know, as much as you possibly yeah. can. So those little things can you know, the, the daily habits can make a huge difference as yeah, well. Stack up. Yeah, definitely. I, I know, um, you know, just, just hearing you talk about the, the work thing and I it brought, brought back vivid memories for me of um, all my colleagues, like finding it was hilarious that, you know, throughout the, throughout the, the day, the eight hours, I'd switch from a, a, a ball to a stand, stand up desk back to the chair. And yeah, it's, it's that, that desk work. I mean, there's lots of different work that is, you know, quite probably repetitive and not really great for our bodies but yeah man I really suffered with the um with the desk um yeah yeah it's and and that's often where you know women end up in the very last parts you know if they're in a physical job sometimes Mm. they end up desk based just at near the end as well so yeah yeah okay cool um all right postpartum let's talk about it um maybe some of the benefits 
some of the benefits that um, you you found, um, whether it's anecdotally yourself or, 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 or through the research, why should people actually really um, invest and focus on um, receiving postpartum massage? Yeah, I think probably the biggest thing is that they're giving so much. You know, you, you've got a new baby and it's a huge amount of giving yourself um, mm. and focus on baby and not, you know, there's a lot of focus on, you know, yourself in pregnancy because you're carrying the baby and, you know, you're having all these changes and then obviously having all these changes postnatally but so much focus is on caring for the baby, of course, because they need a lot mm. of care and attention. Um yeah, so just giving back to yourself and actually getting that time to, yeah, pause and check in with yourself and see how you're travelling and actually, yeah, seek a bit of nurture yourself, uh, which is yeah. can be really hard to get, obviously. You know, when you've got a baby attached to you, that can be a really tricky time to go and get, you know, a 60-, 90-minute uh, massage treatment. Um, yeah. And I think we talked about this as well at uh, Massage for Women um, we make sure that women can always bring their baby in, and of course, not all women want to do that. They would, mm-hmm. they'd rather just come in when they can come in by themselves. Yeah. Um, but especially in those early days, um, that can be hugely beneficial because it sort of puts the mind at rest as well. You can, you know, I've got a space waiting out in the front, and I'm sure lots of other places would offer this if yeah. women were interested. But um, you know, they can hear if the baby's crying. They can hear the type of crying. They can, you know, speak mm. to the partner and say, "Bring the bubby in," and but, mm. yeah, still actually get a treatment um, in those early yeah. days. Yeah, no, that's that's really key because I think that, um, you know, the, the benefits that, that we'll talk about soon, will, you know, are, are really clear, but a, a lot of the... A lot of the care around postpartum, like you said, you know, our, our society um, is very much focused on, on pregnancy and, and you get a lot of focus then. But I think that perhaps it's the barriers to women accessing postpartum massage are, are actually societal more so than anything else. So, you know, um, I think that there are a lot of cultures that um, that do it better than us. And I mean, a lot of those cultures... Um, for example, I follow quite closely a, um, a postpartum doula who is Moroccan. Okay. Looking at, um, yeah, sort of reinvigorating Moroccan postpartum care and making sure that it doesn't disappear. And massage is a, a really key part of that. And, um, you know, if you, if you look at the kind of stuff that, that, that they do, um, yeah, there are no barriers to mums accessing massage, a little bit like what you talk about, you know, that your, your baby, it doesn't have to be to the exclusion of the baby. Um, you know, baby can be nearby or even, you know, um, with you. I'm sure you're very flexible in, you know, um, working around everybody's needs, including babies, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, in the early days, you know, mo- most times uh, the bub will come in and, you know, the, mm. the brilliance of women being able to lay on their side and still breastfeed with bub on the massage table with them, which is lovely for me as well, all those, mm. you know, great early sounds. Um, yeah, and they can still get that massage treatment. Of course, we just adapt and, you know, allow time for whatever needs to happen. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, really okay. important. Um, so... For the benefits of, um, of of me, I've I've got some some notes here that you've that you've um, got around postpartum massage, but one I guess something that really um, stands out to me because it's something that 
um, is probably a main factor um, for, for, for new parents is, is, is fatigue and sleep. So um, <clears throat> am I, post, postpartum massage can actually um, reduce fatigue? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's so, so restorative. And especially in those early days, you can imagine and obviously working, you know, within that sweet spot so the woman feels safe, they feel mm. like they're getting what they're after. And often in the early days, women, you know, the, the massage is really focused on relaxation and restoring mm. the body, um, balance to the body. Yeah, so it's, you know, incorporating the whole body and just a lot of relaxation and, you know, the belly is a really important one as well mm. to massage. Even, you know, some women opt not to have their belly massage and that's fine, but I, if that's the case and I encourage them to do self-massage um, of the belly yeah. and show them how to do that as well, you know, just for restoring, you know, the, the muscle structure and often women have constipation postnatally, so mm-hmm. massage can really help that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and fatigue, it's, it fills up, your, you know, a bit of your sleep bank by actually getting a massage um, and there's research into that as well. Um, but, yeah, and it can also improve your sleep. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not sleeping well um, and many of us will find you get a, a good massage and you sleep really well that night yeah. as well, yeah. Well, it makes sense, right, because I suppose um, one of the things that, it, that could be contributing to the, the difficulty getting to sleep or, or the poor quality of sleep could, could be muscle-related and obviously the, the benefits of massage are there. But, um, you know, the other thing you talk about in terms of um, we know that, that, that stress and, you know, constant kind of, you know, your mind, not being able to switch off your mind um, has a really negative impact around sleep as well. So... The, the benefits of actually um, investing in self-care throughout, it might sound crazy, but doing things um, throughout the day that are actually calming the nervous system will have a benefit in the evening when it comes time for sleep. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, yeah, talk to clients sometimes, you know, we, we often think about our bodies, you know, how, how active we've been today or we need to rest or we need to, you know, have food and water, but we often forget about our mind and mm. that our mind's been busy all day and then we go to bed and expect it to stop and go to sleep. But, you know, yeah. if you think about balance within a course of a day, you know, you need to be able to have, you know, those moments of pausing and breathing and, you know, letting your mind stop and focus on one thing rather than the multitasking and yeah yeah, mindfulness in massage is a whole other area as well you know where you can actually you know bring mindfulness um to massage to have some really great mental health benefits as well yeah yeah for sure um one of the things one of the areas that i'm really um interested in researching because there is actually a high level of evidence around it it is something that in some ways can be measured is um, the importance of the hormone oxytocin um, particularly. So it's, it's a hormone that um, starts building, I guess, you know, it's present at conception <laughs> um, during sex and then yep. it builds throughout pregnancy, um, you know, is at its height during birth and then it's, you know, it continues um, to be released in, in really plentiful amounts, especially um, ar- around breastfeeding. So um, I know that there's actually evidence um, to support um, massage being really beneficial for, for that regulation around, um, you know, increasing oxytocin, so the, the love hormones and the feel-good hormones and actually decreasing um, 
the the you know sort of the stress hormones um um but i think the really interesting thing around um you know and it's an area that um as as health professionals we should be we should be looking into about improving breastfeeding so I know that there has been research around this. Do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about perhaps the benefits for um, massage and how it relates to breastfeeding um, outcomes? Yeah. So of course, oxytocin and dopamine and all those great things from um, massage, um, but also you know the pectoral muscles um, getting a massage through that area, and obviously they are often shortened through you know all the holding. Um, mm. and the breastfeeding and the carrying and all that sort of thing. So actually um, massaging that area can be really great uh, to stimulate milk production mm-hmm. um, and release muscle tension. Um, and that's, yeah, that's huge, definitely. just And the types of points, so the top of the shoulders is a great spot um, for releasing yeah. endorphins and um, great for breastfeeding as well. So, yeah, just the neck and shoulders um the massage through there and the types of massage can be really right. beneficial for breastfeeding. Yep. Awesome. And I suppose, you know, it, um, no doubt it's, it's something that, that the wonderful um, women around Darwin can, can receive your, your, your knowledge around this kind of stuff. But I suppose um, one of the things that, that you might talk about is, um, you know, it doesn't just have to be, you know, at your scheduled massage that, that you've booked. There's lots of evidence to show that, um, it's really supportive for women who are trying to figure out breastfeeding. Um, and it can be, we know that it can be a really tense, um, you know, trying often painful, um, experience that like you're saying that, you know, that, that often, um, and, and of course with, if the woman is, is wanting that, that just a a simple touch on on the shoulders and a a massage to relieve some of that tension is actually really helpful for, for stimulating, um, yeah, the letdown effect and, um, yeah, making breastfeeding work for the woman. So, Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah, lots of women have great partners who give mm. them shoulder massages and all that sort of stuff and sometimes they have great partners who buy them vouchers, I think, so they can have a break as yeah. well. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so I suppose one of the important things to, to find out about, um, you know, we've, we've, I've sung the praises of, of postpartum massage and hopefully there might be some listeners who are um, thinking, hmm, you know, maybe it's not just all about pregnancy. Maybe I can, um, you know, really plan for um, receiving some postpartum massage too. Um, what are the, I guess, what are some of the, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, like the, the things for people to be aware of, you know, is there, is there a particular time, you know, um, that you can come or? Yeah. So, um, depends on the birth and how the, the woman, the mum's traveling, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, uh, the mum has, the woman has had, um, a vaginal birth with no major interventions, mm-hmm. um, so for coming to me and every therapist would have to say what they were able to do, yeah. but to come to my service, um, they could come within 24 hours and yeah. um, Pregnancy Massage Australia really encourages women to come early, so not leaving it for such a long time so you can get yeah. that, you know, restorative benefits. Um, so, yeah, uh, the earliest would be, you know, sort of 24 hours um, after birth. Yep. 
Um, but then if, you know, women have had major intervention or they've had a C-section, uh, then if it's before the six-week checkup, then it's um, encouraged that they touch base with me just to see how they're travelling or they're, yeah. or get permission written or verbal permission from their OB or midwife just to yeah. see how they're travelling. And obviously there's, you know, the, the, the clotting factors um, okay. postnatally are much higher postnatally. So, um, you know, deep work through the legs is not a good idea. So there's a lot of different precautions. Yeah, right. Um, and actually that's something that I think a lot of women don't realise, that postnatally there are a lot of risks with pregnant with massage. Okay. Um, I think probably a lot of women think, you know, during pregnancy or the first trimester, um, you know, they know about the risks and those sorts of things. Yeah. But postnatally you do need to be careful uh, when you're getting massage and the type of massage and how early you're getting it as well. So, yeah. you know, okay. if if in doubt, always check with your um, uh, your OB or your midwife. Yeah, I think that's, um, again, it perhaps just highlights that, that focus that um, society tends to have on, on pre- you know, so it's often referred to as pregnancy massage, right, rather than, you know, perinatal or, or postpartum. But I think, you know, there's the potential that, once women have had their baby, they, they might just sort of think, oh, you know, now I can just go get a massage. But um, as you point out, it's probably the most important time to make sure that you're getting a massage from somebody who understands, um, yeah, how, how that perinatal period can impact on the body. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Just to, to make sure that, yeah, you're in good condition to, you know, it will be of benefit rather than, yeah, the alternative. Yeah, absolutely. definitely. All right. Well, look, I think we've um, we've we've chatted um, for, for a long time. I, I've I've loved chatting and hearing about the benefits um, um, of massage during the perinatal period with you, Greta. But we've also spoken about the importance of of rest and relaxation as well. And I think we're both probably um, you know at the the end of the day and looking to to crawl into bed. So, is there anything? Um, that you'd like to, that we haven't had a chance to talk about before we perhaps wind up our podcast? Um, I don't think so. I guess maybe just my mind draws to, um, you know, us women encouraging each other. I think Mm. sometimes there can be in all of us, you know, a little bit of envy or tall poppy or something. But um, I think, yeah, just so important, you know, or if some woman's doing so well and we're not or, you know, rather than feel that way, go, okay, what are they doing well? What could I gain from what they're doing? And, you know, apply that to my situation and make things better for myself. But just, yeah, and part of starting this business was about um, supporting women and Darwin has such a unique sort of situation here. A lot of women... Mm -hmm don't have family here yeah and there's a lot of women you know in their 30s who are having children yep um and yeah I guess that just yeah emphasizes the importance of supporting each other yeah definitely well it's been lovely um hearing you talk about the services that you provide and um yeah definitely really um lovely to hear that you are you can be one of those supportive um people especially for women um all women but as we've spoken about today um, during that 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 perinatal um, period and also beyond right because I mean um, it, it's it's something that extends long after the um, you know the the six to eight weeks medically speaking um, yeah it's a really lovely thing for for people to to touch base with you at, at any stage um, 
of their life and, and, and get some, some really good care. Great. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thanks, Greta. All right. Good night. Okay. Good night. See ya. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Feel free to send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. And if there are any topics you'd like featured in future episodes, then let me know. To find out more, you can always visit www.theperinatalspace.com. Bye for now.